You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hi, everyone. You are listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, joined by my good friends and coworkers, Daniel and Kelly. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the greatest prayer experiences we, as Catholics, get to participate in, adoration, and more specifically, how and when to use adoration within your ministry. But before we jump into our car rides worth of content, what are you loving other than adoration? No one can say adoration. Okay. Oh, we're going to talk about how much say. we love it. <laughs> I am loving dogs in clothes. Of course you it's, are. I mean, I love dogs anyway, but dogs in clothes is just pretty hilarious. My sister, um, I have a small dog. I, well, I have two 15-pound dogs. And so my sister loves to buy just random clothes for my dogs. And then we dress them when I go out there and just laugh. And it's pretty hilarious. My dog has a raincoat, a banana costume. Oh she has one of those costumes where... It looks like a person walking, an elf walking. Oh. Uh, I should post all this on Facebook for our listeners and go see my dog in these various costumes. Dogs and clothes. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> brings a lightness to your day. It does. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> I have uh, some songs that I've been listening to on repeat, and they just are great. One of them is by Bethel Music. It's called Pieces, and it's a great worship song. I want to use it for our programs at some point. But there's a line at the beginning of it that just is makes you pause. It says, um, you're proud to be seen with me. And I just think that's something that teens need to hear, that Jesus is mm-hmm. proud to be seen mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I need to go listen to that. What are you yeah, loving, Allie? Yeah. I'm loving my small group. Oh, awesome. I have a small group of seventh grade girls, and they are just the sweetest but I lead with my best friend who when we were in high school at nativity we worked in our kid zone it was called then um it was like our nursery for younger kids and all of the kids in our seventh grade small group these girls we watched in oh kid zone we were in, it's Are just you like kidding me? so full circle and I, like we've watched them grow up and we went away to college so we got had this gap of their growth in their life but now we're like all back together oh and my gosh they're just the sweetest girls and i can see their growth and their faith just astonishes me every week mm. but I love that connection of remembering them so young and now being able to walk with that them now beautiful. in faith. It's awesome. I don't awesome. think I realized you watched them when they were little. Mm-hmm. I don't think I realized that either. Yeah. Oh, Very yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yep. So today we are going to talk about adoration. The last four episodes of this season, actually, of our podcast, we're going to be talking specifically about Catholic things and how do we do them well here at Nativity? So we're going to start with adoration, and then the next few episodes will be the rosary, saints, and confession. So we could just start out with the basics here, Daniel. What is adoration? Adoration is exploding. Adoration is (laughs) not exploding. (laughs) Exploding grace. Adoration is exposing the blessed sacrament, which is Jesus. Uh, It's for a time of prayer. And adoration can be very formal with recited prayers and incense and all of that. But in a lot of churches that do regular adoration, including ours, we do it on Sundays in the morning. It can be very simple. It's a silent room with a monstrance where um, the Eucharist is held in the monstrance sitting upon the altar for quiet prayer. 
but above everything else, it's, it's a form of prayer that brings us close to Jesus in a tangible way because we believe in the Eucharist that Jesus is present in his body, blood, soul, and divinity. So it's praying with Jesus. It's beautiful and it's awesome. Yes. <laughs> so what are some of the ways that we use it here? One of the first ways that we use it in our student ministry program is that twice a year we have adoration nights. And so we will do one in Advent just before um, the last program that we have before Christmas. And then again in Lent, the last program that we have before Easter. And we'll often try to do it a little creatively with the students. We'll play with the lighting. One time we had the monstrance in a... Manger. Manger. Manger, thank you, in a manger. And we had a spotlight on that in the middle of the room, and we gathered in a circle around it and knelt and prayed. And we also had praise and worship music. Our band was playing at the mm-hmm. same time, or you could just play worship music. Uh, but really, a really powerful moment. And it seems to be like a new thing for teenagers. I mean, I grew up yeah, definitely. with adoration because I went to a Catholic elementary school, but it seems to be new and um, it seems to always create a moment that, that I wasn't expecting because yes. teenagers aren't silent for very Much. long. Yes. And, <laughs> and yeah. so um, we've had great, I guess I would say success in that because mm-hmm. we have teens that talk about it later. We also have um, what we call 40 hours of prayer every year, which is a parish wide prayer time for 40 straight hours. And it ends with a teen hour um, on Thursday night when this, our student band will play and we'll have some adoration time then too. So it's just mm-hmm. working it into a couple of a couple times a year when the season kind of calls for it. Yeah, and in addition to having it during Advent and Lent for all of our teens, we have adoration at our confirmation retreat every year. We expose the Eucharist for Saturday night prayer, and we set this time up with, um, they actually go and they have kind of this reflective, really deep activity that they do together as a group outside in the dark, and then they come back into where we kind of are set up as our main meeting space for the weekend. And we've transformed the room for them to be sitting in circles in small group with one another. And our we have some worship leaders there that are playing just real quiet music. The Eucharist is there and um, they lay hands on one another in their small group after this kind of intense activity that they did. They all come back together. They're, they pray for one another. And then once they've gone around the circle and prayed, we invite them to come up and kneel and we don't even have to do anything at this point the holy spirit just works through that room in such an incredible way his presence is undeniable and we just see kids choosing to move their chairs out of the way and kneel in front because half the room is crying and they're just having such a moment and it's just so beautiful we keep it pretty simple um with low lights and candles and just that real quiet music and repetitive music that they can join in and sing once they're done in their small groups praying for one another. Um, And then as the night goes on and as everyone's finished, we move into some more familiar worship music for them. But it's just awesome. It's such a beautiful, every time, every year blows me away. Mm, Me too. And I think it's important to note that for our confirmation retreat, we have ninth graders and we usually have about 150 ninth graders Mm -hmm. so uh, that kind of I don't know if that makes it easy to create a moment but when you have that many kids in the room Um, but important to note to 
that we have to tell them exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about a little bit more about that in a second, some do's and don'ts of adoration. Um, But we are ninth graders are not just laying hands like we have prepared them for this moment we have led them to that moment and so let's talk about some of those do's and don'ts of adoration yeah so those are the basic ways that we use it but the do's and don'ts this is kind of general guidelines for adoration how to do it well yeah so the first one is to do it simply but beautifully the lighting and the music and the mood we think that those matter a lot especially when you're working with teenagers It needs to feel different than the room normally does. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the other hand, you can go really overboard with all of those things too. So you don't want it to be unnecessary. Um, Just let Jesus be enough. His presence in adoration is really what you're after. We just want to set that up as best we can to do it in a beautiful way. We don't want them to be lost or confused by all the elements that we bring into it but you want to have everything point to him. So that's the first one. Do it simply, but beautifully. Yep. And do explain it. I mean, Kelly, you said you kind of knew about adoration just growing up in a Catholic elementary school, but not all of our teens do. I know I didn't growing up really understand what it was. So they probably don't do it that often. Maybe they do depending on their school, but even if they do, we want to remind them of the basics and always include why. Daniel does a really great mm-hmm. job of this during the procession and just we kneel because it's our king. Think of how knights kneeled before kings. Think of how babies reach out to their parents, like all of these things that they might find themselves doing and not just going through the motions, but giving them the why behind it so that they understand what we're doing is a sign of reverence and the point of it all. Yeah, the third one is that we want to prepare teens specifically for it. Um, There needs to be some lead-in time for this. So Mm -hmm. Allie was talking about at our retreat when we bring them up and we do this activity called Cross the Line. It just gets them ready. And really, we spend the whole retreat leading up to that moment Mm -hmm. on Saturday night. We've built in some prayer experiences that they're supposed to do in their small group that gets them ready to lay hands, like Kelly was saying. The first time that they're together, they do something called the squeeze prayer where you hold Mm -hmm. hands and everybody is invited to say something. And once you're done, you squeeze the hand of the person next to you, pretty low level. Mm -hmm. The next time they're invited to get a partner's prayer and pray for whatever that Mm -hmm. partner wants and pray for them and the group. Um, And then they are laying hands on one another by Saturday night. Um, So we try to build up to that and set everything up. So do prepare your teens specifically for it. So our do's are do it simply but beautifully. Do explain it. And do prepare teens specifically for it. So what are some of the don'ts we have? So the first don't we have is do not become dependent on it. As a church, we know um, that did adoration every single youth group. That's probably a little too much. I mean, we love Jesus for sure. But um, unchurched teens will quickly tire of it and just be turned off by that. Um, And the second thing is it's just kind of a lazy way out. Uh, They need other prayer prayer experiences. They need to learn to pray in other ways. As wonderful as adoration is, they shouldn't be dependent on having the Eucharist in the room um, and an incredible, incredible environment to pray. We have to equip them for... Uh, prayer in other ways at school, in their room at home, you know, with their family. So um, don't become too dependent on it. Yeah. And don't take it lightly, too, is our second don't. Um, Be sure 
your priest knows when you're doing it. We talked about in a previous episode, your pastor's involvement in your ministry, and this is a great way to invite him in, whether it's to observe or be part of the presentation of the Eucharist. Just be sure your priest knows when you're doing it. Invite parents to join at the end of the night. What a special opportunity that is to have teens and parents together or parents walking in and just observing their what their teen is doing, kind of seeing into your ministry, what you're teaching them and just they'll be able to join yeah, in and just have so some much moments yeah with the parents there for oh, sure it's beautiful giving me chills just talking about that um so be and you have to be sure actually that someone is there that knows how to expo expose and repose consume transport all of those things you know we can't take it lightly this is jesus and he deserves our best so one win in closing oh, yeah. that we heard recently, we've been talking a lot about our retreat and tied to that is um, recently we got this story. A mom came up and said, I got to tell you something. I just went to this Young Life event and it was a Young Life event in our area for parents and they do like a mock Young Life night. Young Life's another Christian organization if you're not familiar with it. Um, not Catholic, but it's like a non-denominational youth group. Yeah, usually in people's homes. Sometimes mm -hmm. they have a meeting place. And so they hosted all of these parents and they had a couple of teen um, girls who are seniors get up and give a little bit of testimony about their experience of faith. Um, so these teen girls get up and, and explain everything in front of all these parents and probably some of their peers. I'm not even sure who they were. We didn't get mm -hmm. their names, but they were apparently from our church. And they said at the beginning of their testimony that what started them down a path, and this mom also added, these were teen girls that were not down a good road mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. And now as seniors, they're sharing about it. And they said what really started them down this path was adoration on our confirmation retreat and being exposed to Jesus. And they're all in now. That's so awesome. amazing. And now they're sharing it at this other, not even at nativity at this completely other Christian organization. Just awesome. Yeah. That is an absolute win. I Good love stuff. that. Well, as we said, the next few episodes, we're going to be discussing specifically Catholic things. So join us next time for our discussion on the rosary. Thanks for tuning in. We love you all very much. <laughs>